Hello everybody, hope everyone's doing well out there. It's Mitch Michaels here and it's time for another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. One topic on today's show and that's the NHL trade deadline. We're going to get you all caught up on all the moves in the hockey world. Myself and Joe Crisali, good friend of mine back in the NFL Network days, hockey fan, New York Rangers fan, unfortunately for him right now. We're going to talk about all the moves, the Blue Jackets loading up, the Rangers along with some other teams like the Kings and the Senators selling off some pieces what they mean for the NHL and what's going to be the teams who are going to be the driving forces for these playoff pushes. It's Joe Casale and myself breaking down the NHL trade deadline. Let's start the show. Okay, now time to talk about trades on the Money Mitch Effect in the NHL. It's been an interesting trade deadline. Talking to my resident hockey guy to break all this down, Joe Crisali. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I feel like every time we've done this, we've chatted about the NHL trades or trade deadline. In the last couple of years, it's just gotten progressively worse for you as a Rangers fan. Like it's just more I'm and more of a sad. <laughs> it's just more and more of a sad day. A lot to a lot to get in with your team, who are becoming a reoccurring uh, theme on this this every year. But I will say, in in a broad scheme of things, Joe, this was as good a trade deadline as exciting in the weeks leading up to it, and definitely the last couple of days. The last one I can think being yeah. this good was five years ago, the uh, St. Louis to the Rangers trade deadline. That was pretty insane. This is probably the best one in a few years off of the top of my head. Yeah, well, that other one also involved the New York Rangers. So <laughs> any crazy trades that are going on are going yeah. on around. Right under my nose, but I'm just uh, yeah, just got to keep paying attention to see which jerseys got to get rid of. Calhan's gone, Zuccarello's gone, Stepan was gone from last year. Man, Lundqvist, he's I mean they should have did him a favor. Like now, look what you did to him. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's unfortunate. We're gonna get into all that in a second, but we're gonna start with. Uh, Basically, as far back as I think the real, the, the recent thing here is we record this on the 25th, the day of the trade deadline. It really started to get going on the 20th. That was the day the Bruins got Charlie Coyle from the Wild for Ryan yeah. Donato. Donato already That's has a good a, trade. It was. Donato has a game winning goal already for the Wild, oddly enough. Yeah. I think he can bloom into something. Coyle is a guy that I think is great. Yeah, Coyle is a guy who I think is great for a playoff push. The Bruins didn't get any of the top prizes, probably because they weren't really willing to part with a lot of their big young assets and not really have the assurances a guy like Panarin would re-sign there. But I like Charlie Coyle. He's yeah. a fast player. He's still relatively young and at the very least gives you depth up front. I'm actually surprised, though, that they got rid of Donato that quickly. I feel like he hasn't had... Plenty has hasn't had enough time to develop because he seemed like when he first came up he was a really good player and I remember them talking about him a lot and in his short time last year I'm pretty sure he had a couple good games or a string of good games before you know they were sending him up and down but um, I thought they would have gave him more time I was surprised when I saw Donato got traded for for Coyle but you never know they they probably were thinking okay maybe Donato is going to turn into Coyle because Coyle's a little bit older. And that's kind of the average player that we want and we need right now. And they got DeBrusque, too, waiting in the wings, who's looking like he's the more promising yep. one. I, I think they might just be trying to win a little sooner than giving Donato all this time. Bergeron getting up there. We know some of the guys are aging on the Bruins. Yeah, but exactly. It was an interesting one. I think a pretty good one. Both teams are pretty happy. The, uh, the Kings, who are full-on sellers, we know that they've been bad, the second-worst team in the league. 
They sent Carl Hagelin, your former boy, to the Capitals. He's making his way around the league and around that Metropolitan Division now. Yeah, he's making his way around on all the teams that I can't stand. It's been great. <laughs> you know, it was great when they didn't win the cup with him, and then the next year he won the cup with another with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I'm sure you love that him skating around with the cup and. Hey, and they, and they, 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 I can't forgive them for that Hagelin trade either because they traded him for Emerson Eaton. Like, you tell me what that guy ever contributed to the New York Rangers organization. And you traded Hagelin for him? No, I want to be fair uh, about one thing. It wasn't a good trade, but Hagelin sucked on the Ducks. Like, was not good. He really got going in Pittsburgh, like a lot of players playing with Crosby, playing with Malkin, but... It wasn't good. The return sucked, but it's not like he laid it up for the Ducks. I'm trying to put a positive spin on this. Yeah, but being a, a fan of someone of the of the guy that was on my team at one point, that that could have been something that I could have been able to watch, and I can't. So I think we can talk about the Rangers here because two teams really dominated. Uh, I think a lot of the headlines and, and what a coincidence they're teams that we support. But the Rangers were one for kind of some of the negative reasons, and we're going to go uh, out of order on some of these deals. But I do want to bring up the first one that happened the 23rd, two days ago. Matt Zuccarello, Norway's favorite hockey son, the best player probably in Norway hockey history, traded from the Rangers to the Dallas Stars for a conditional second and third-round picks. Now, Zuccarello is up after this year, and he gets hurt in his first game. They think he's going to come back in about a month. That's going to push it you know, closest to the playoffs starting. So unfortunate for him, but I know you were a Zook fan. One of your favorites, definitely in your top three or four Rangers. So it's really sucks to see him go. And, and I know Hank Lundqvist was really sad about it. I feel like in your case, a lot of fans, a lot of players on the team were really upset to see Zook go, but knowing that it had to be done via a business move. Yeah, it kind of sucked. I mean, as just Ranger fans in general, like he became a crowd favorite because no one really knew who he was at first. He just was, oh, this little guy's out there, but he's just ripping shots in the net. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm less I'm less upset about it because after the last couple of years, I'm just accustomed to having like all these randos on on the team all the time, just trying to figure out who, which guy is going to be the next guy. Like Zibanejad seems like the only one that you can kind of trust and believe that will still be there i yeah. feel like they're not going to get rid of him like kevin hayes i thought was a name that was going to stick around for a while too i'm actually shocked that they chose him but i mean they got a first rounder out of it and a, a decent player but uh yeah no yeah. i mean zook is somebody that I, you can see why people gravitated towards him he played the game with a lot of passion he didn't know who he was he's not big at all but he has a lot of heart out there it, it's time, it, yeah. It's time now. I mean, the the full on rebuild. Last year, that ambiguous letter that was just like, ah, oh, we're we're not. We might not be winning a lot of games in the short term. But the rebuilds here. I mean, they got rid of Zuccarello, then the Hayes trade, as you mentioned, to Winnipeg, which I was that's beefing up. I mean, it's funny how the top two teams right now in the Central Division decided they both need to get bigger and more physical. That's what they did. That you don't think yeah. Nashville getting Simmons was an answer to this trade? I mean, it's crazy. There, the Rangers did get a first. Another conditional fourth, and then Brendan Lemieux, son of Claude, another guy that really Rangers fans just couldn't stand. But Brendan Lemieux on the team, yeah, he's really sticking it to us. I, uh, you know, you're going to get a decent player though. You're going to get a first for Hayes because he's not up this year, and there's a little more potential longer with him versus Zuccarello. But I mean, let's look. I mean, if you look at what what's on the team now versus all the guys you mentioned, the Stephans, the Nashes, 
I mean, you can even put Grabner in there, McDonough for sure. Don't think the return's that great, and definitely not as great as you would have seen, Joe, looking at what this team could have got if you were going to blow it up. I mean, they, they didn't really hit a home run. I'd say like a single, basically, is what they hit in, in this rebuild part one. You're, uh, you're hitting the nail right on the head because all I could think of was the only player that I can even give a crap about that came over in any trade that we've made the last couple of years is Mika Zibanejad. Like well, this this year, he's really shown what kind of a player he is. Not Nemestikov. Coming not really. out of <laughs> I haven't seen him do. I what has I he done? He, I know. I'm kidding. He, he hasn't, hasn't done. He hasn't done anything. And then uh, the Nemestikov thing is even worse because I, they settled for him. Like you and me talked about this last year at the trade deadline. They just gave McDonough up. They kind of rushed through it. And Nemestikov was not the guy that they wanted. And he's only on a one-year deal, and they're probably not even going to re-sign him. So, like, so what was the point? So you're just going to give a top-tier defenseman to the Lightning, and now they're going to have 98 points and be in first place and just destroying the Eastern Conference? Well, two things as well. They didn't get any first-round pick that's not – really late in the draft. So no premier picks at all, no lottery picks whatsoever. But you didn't mention the fact that the most egregious thing that they've done, the Rangers front office, is throw in JT Miller as part of that deal. Just, here you go, take him, it's fine. I mean, and and that's... I didn't... I did not not throw it in there. I just, I didn't want to talk about it. Like, guys, blossom into a premier NHL second-line player on a very good team. And uh, I'm on a great team, and uh, yeah, the Rangers just threw him in as part of the deal, and that's just, I mean, insane to me. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the rebuilds are now. You just got to think about Hank. I, I hate to have this talk with you just every couple months, but to that point, what's going to be up with Lundqvist and goal? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they should do him due diligence and trade him somewhere where he can win, or at least come close to it, because. This team right now is not going anywhere, and it's not going anywhere for a while. It's really hard to like. It's a lot harder in hockey when you t- trade for draft picks because it's very, very, very slim pickings of guys that are going to be premier players in the league. It's not like NFL where you get a first round pick, like oh that guy's plug him right in, and he could turn out to be really good, like premier player, Saquon Barkley, whatever. Those players don't come along as quickly or as often in hockey, and there's way more of a pool to choose from. And you're looking at guys from all different countries, and you're like, oh, my God, like, which guy, which one of these guys is going to be the next guy? And looking at the Rangers roster, like, who is it going to be? Like, everyone is so young and all that, but, I mean, mm-hmm. Philip Chittle, like, who knows? Leos Anderson, those are the two first-round picks they had. And then that guy that they drafted uh, this year, I can't even tell you his name because I haven't heard a peep about him. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I And we – we should say that we don't know what the rebuild's like. I know a team like the Bruins, who we mentioned, drafted a lot of their players later. Marchant, even Bergeron were late-round picks. So we'll see with the Rangers. But it's going to be tough days ahead. It is. So hate to... <laughs> it's going to get worse before like, it gets better. I'm already, oh, oh, yeah, it's going to get worse again. Okay. <laughs> I'm already now. I already know. All right. Well, uh, under a more... Uh, it's more not... It's not a Yankees. It's not a Yankees rebuild. It's a Rangers rebuild. They're trying to do it in as long as make it take as long as possible. Hey, who do you think rebuilds quicker, the the Rangers or the Knicks? Probably the Knicks. In the basketball, you can just throw out hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, and then 
Kevin Durant will say, hey, bro, you want to play with me? And then Kevin Durant's playing with Kyrie, and they're wearing Knicks jerseys. Like, they don't care. I see that, and just a quick basketball note. I see that happening. It could happen. I think Durant to the Knicks could happen. But we always say, oh, the Knicks are going to be players. Like, everyone's like, oh, the Knicks are going to be players in free agency. Other than Carmelo, who just worked out lovely, I think we can say. Who who else goes to the Knicks willfully? I, yeah, I mean, other than Carmelo getting traded to the Knicks, what other NBA player has said, oh, man, I really got to play for the Knicks? <laughs> I know, and that's smart. It's just being smart, but okay. Joe Crisali, Money Mitch Effect, more NHL. We can get into that yeah, later. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that right now. NHL trade deadline talk on the show here. The Columbus Blue Jackets, Joe, they're going for it, and they surprise a lot of people, including myself, with basically trying to raid Ottawa of every player left on the roster. They did all <laughs> They did a pretty good job yeah. of just making some deals with the Senators. I don't know how you feel with some of these deals. I think going for it is a interesting strategy. I appreciate the uh, aggressiveness here. Obviously, the playoffs are going to be tough regardless, but as far as what you gave up, how do you feel about the deals for Duchesne, Zingle? You don't have to talk about Kincaid, but those are the two that I'm thinking, like Duchesne and Zingle. You think the Blue Jackets gave up a little too much for them? Um... If he's like we talked about, if he stays, no. If he goes, yeah, because you're not like you've already said. The, the playoffs are going to be real tough. The teams at the top are really good, and teams like the Blue Jackets, sorry, are like those on the cusp teams that you know they maybe maybe win the first round, maybe. But if they get to the second round, that's it. And they didn't acquire necessarily a premier player that's going to push them over. Matthew Shane, sure, he's been good like recently on the senators but he hasn't been that kind of player in in a couple of years so and when you're saying I, when you're saying premier player uh, what does that mean to you like a top 10 to 15 forward because this he's an all-star so uh, i guess i'm just trying to figure out what exactly a premier is to you because i agree he's not in that first tier of just nhl superstars but he's in that next group you think you think duchene would be in the next group if we're talking a top 20 forward in the NHL, then yes. In that somewhere between but somewhere between 15 and 25 best forward in hockey. But yeah, obviously the top 10, top 15 is just a pretty tough list to crack. So yeah, I don't I ever since he had that little shindig with Colorado and he couldn't play along with McKinnon and all that and he kind of came off as like a locker room disturbance or whatever they talked about and they got rid of him. I don't think he's been he's like to me when he was first there and he was just killing it on the Avs. Yeah, he was that top twenty player, but to me now he's may he's like maybe top fifty. Wow. See, I would disagree on that, and and I just I understand it's a risk, and the locker room stuff is pretty fair. But he's proven. I mean, he's made All Star games. He's proven that he can play at the top level and succeed there. I think what this deal does is give them a little bit of insurance should Panarin leave. Cap-wise, they could probably make it work with both, but I think they're at the point where Panarin's probably going to leave, and they're thinking, why don't we just make a run at it this year? Let me let me put it this way. If you're not going to trade Panarin, this is the next best thing to me because, yeah, you weren't going to, with the roster they had currently, I mean, you know for sure, Joe, they weren't going to make a run at anything. But now at least loading yeah. up in Ryan Zingle, a former Ohio State player who's done pretty good for them as well. I think they're <laughs> going to throw that in there. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I think they're going to be in a better position, probably not to win the whole, to, to make a deep run, but at least a better off issue. And and really, we talk about the fan side of things too. 
at least selling your fans on we actually are trying here. And if Panarin leaves, it's not because they didn't give him everything that every opportunity they could have. So I think there is some positive yeah, no, to that. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Like, if you look at it from a fan's perspective, it's like, all right, like we're 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 trying here, you know, like the, we're not we're not giving up too much to still be able to play at this level with these new guys. And you think maybe like maybe. Duchesne comes in, and, and him and Panarin are just best buds. <laughs> and they're like, yo, let's stay. But who knows? Get some, you get some stuff out of Cam Atkinson as well. I think they're in a better position now should these players want to leave, uh, should either of the players want to leave. I, I have to mention your boy, your former New York Ranger, Duclair. Man, has he been traveling around the league? Just an open suitcase at yeah. this point. Yeah. He... When he first was coming up with the Rangers, that was he was a prospect we were all talking about. We were like, yo, we got, can't wait to get this guy up. He's going to be awesome. And then when they just traded him to the Coyotes, we were like, okay. like We thought he was going to be good. He told us he was going to be really good. And then he played a little on the on the Coyotes, and then he's just been bouncing around. What, what do we say? He went from the Coyotes to the Senators, and to the Blue Jackets. Oh, he's the Blackhawks in there, too. Blackhawks. With the Blackhawks in there, too. Like That poor guy has been... He's a good player, and he just keeps getting traded around, and teams are just using and abusing him. I do think it's but, hard to speak to each situation, but in Columbus's case, we've talked about how their depth is as good as anyone's. They might not have those top premier players that other teams have, but it's a harder lineup to crack as a depth guy because they are pretty loaded for four lines. Yeah, and Ottawa's just taking all shots in the dark at this point. They're like, oh, he was a top kind of premier prospect before and he hasn't worked out on five other teams let's give him a shot i'm glad you mentioned ottawa we've been talking about them a little bit uh stone gets dealt and that was the deal that we were waiting on as well how funny was it that they set out stone duchene and zingle they announced they were going to send him out against i think the devils the day before he got traded the guys got traded to columbus 40 percent of your scoring is now gone that's what they uh <laughs> that's what they uh accomplished for that team but Stone's a knight, and he's a knight, Joe, for a long time. He signs the extension, or at least agrees to sign the extension for eight years. Ottawa getting back. Brandstrom, the defenseman, Oscar Lindbergh, and a second-round pick for Stone and Tobias Lindbergh. Man, Vegas, another another example of Vegas just going for it. Yeah, and then they signed Stone to that eight-year deal, like, immediately, which is a long-ass time, but... <laughs> Um, I think Stone's a player, yeah. I mean, and he's another guy that's going to help this team out a, a, a lot. You didn't have to give up one of your top players or a first-round pick. I know they don't really have any first-round picks left, but <laughs> yeah. this is, a, uh, I think, a pretty aggressive move for Vegas. I think the West, especially that Pacific Division, is pretty wide open. Vegas is definitely throwing their hats in the race. They started out so slow to start the season, we talked about it, and if Vegas was going to fall back to earth and – Last season was just a mirage, no pun intended. But this year, uh, I mean, the second half of the the second season, they've been playing great. I like what Vegas is doing, and I think they're going to be another team to watch come April. No, yeah, you can't you can't count them out. I mean, especially after getting Stone, who is a is a pretty good goal scorer himself. And uh, I mean, they have some stiff competition there with them, though, with San Jose and Calgary. I don't know if they get past them, they might. They might fall down into a wild card spot when it comes to playoff time, but you never know. I mean, they made it last year. That's actually a good pleasure of mine is that that uh, Pacific division, while it's not as strong as maybe the others, although Calgary and 
you know, Calgary and San Jose have the top two teams in the West. Uh, that's going to be a great playoff bracket to come out of because Calgary, San Jose are going to fight for the division. The loser is going to get Vegas in the first round. Then it's a matter of who gets the who gets what wild card team. I think it's going to be pretty fun there. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Calgary tried to get Jason Zucker today and it fell through. That was a little little shocking to me. We always hear about those trades that that didn't happen. Now Zucker has to go back to the wild locker room. Oh, that's pretty weird. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was Calgary must have been like yeah, Zucker's the Zucker's the dude who hits people and scores goals. <laughs> yeah, would have been helpful there. One of the trades, though, as you know, Joe, I'm an honest man, and uh, the one thing that I guessed right this morning was Simmons to Nashville. I thought about teams that could use him. I, I thought 100%. I mean, that's not even even a hot take that he was going to get traded given his role teaming a player like that. But Nashville beef, beefing up for the playoff run, getting a guy on a cheap contract, absolutely love this move. I think Simmons might not be scoring what he used to, but come playoff time you know he's going to rough some people up as we saw in the winter classic yeah and they didn't have to give up much to get him no i mean that was Hartman in a fourth round pick is nothing for them to get someone like simmons who can come in and be a game changer yeah i wonder what else was out there probably not that much and it's easy to see why given he's on the the wrong side of 30 and isn't scoring what he was. Maybe he is a little, you know, beat up from the from the years of playing that physical style. But Hartman in a fourth round pick is is hardly anything. I expect him to just play that Smashville style hockey right from the get go. And if it is, I mean, the Blues are going to be a tough test given how hot they are. But if we see Winnipeg and Nashville again, we remember how much of a bloodbath that was last year. Could be more of the same. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You get Hayes out there too, just running into guys. Should be fun <laughs> yeah. to watch. I, I was actually uh, I was also surprised by how, how aggressive Dallas was. Did that strike you as anything? I know we were kind of high on them to start the uh, season, but they struggled a little. They're bad on for that wild card spot right now. But they were aggressive at this deadline, acquiring some pieces. Yeah, I mean, I told you, don't be don't be counting out the stars this year. <laughs> we're gonna see Dallas I mean, that, I, and Calgary in the conference I was thinking, final just to prove us both right. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. And then, yeah, you and me are we got to go to one of those games. But <laughs> them getting Zuccarello was a good move. I mean, sucked he broke his arm literally in the first game he played with them, and he's out. But like you said, they're more shockingly aggressive than they have ever been ever. Because I think now that they see that they are one of those teams that has the talent to be in that next level of hockey. But I, I mean, like you said, I don't know how well they'll compete with the likes of like Calgary or say they even make it so far if they have to go against the lightning or a team like that. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, if they can get that far, wow. I mean, you'll, you'll be in the final, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Lovejoy is a good, a good uh, addition too. He's another depth guy. You need this time yep, of year. Yep. And I like that one as well. What about San Jose getting Nyquist? That was another one where Detroit in that seller's market, trying to stock up on draft picks. We saw three teams in Detroit, Ottawa, and uh, the Kings really separate themselves from waving their white flags on the season. But Nyquist is sharp now. Yeah, yep, just bolstering up, bolstering up that D. I mean, the Sharks. I mean, they're right up there with everybody else. So, and if you're sit, if you're there, and you're even the fans are just sitting there, and you're seeing all of these teams that are ahead of you, like Calgary, try to make that. Uh, top of the central Winnipeg making all these moves Nashville getting Simmons and you're just like all right oh Vegas got Stone 
and they're just sitting there in the middle like, all right, we got to do something. And I think that's that's what happened. I think that's what the uh, the Blues felt like when they got your former boy, Michael Delzato, to come to the Delzato, yeah. I was going to bring that up. You had to do something. Another, uh, how about the Blue Jackets reacquiring one of their former draft picks, you know, Adam McQuaid? Yeah. It was a great run and in feel, New York Ranger Blue for him, let me tell you. I feel bad for the guy uh, who they traded for him. I can't remember his name, but he. Bre- Bergman, that's he, who it was, yeah. Bergman, Bergman, yeah. So Bergman was traded from Ottawa to you guys, never played a minute on the ice for the AHL team for you guys, and then it got shipped to us. He's going to go straight to Hartford, Connecticut, play for the Wolfpack. Wow. (laughs) Just a fitting dream there. I I did see uh, another one. It's just all former Rangers and Blue Jackets today. Broussard getting traded uh, from Florida to the Avalanche for a third-round pick. Not not a bad. Yeah, he got flipped quick. Yeah, not a bad little price there. I think that's good. Colorado's another team. That West Wildcard race is just just going to be a gauntlet. I mean, all these teams think they have a chance, so I think Broussard helps there. And I thought the Grandland for Kevin Fiala trade was interesting too because they're pretty similar. I wouldn't say similar players, but similar roles on the team. Depth guys. Fiala is a, a face-off guy that is going to play a little more physical. Grandland's that finished dude that just has tons of skill. I thought that was an interesting trade for two teams in the same division. Yeah. You very, you rarely ever see that. And so there was – I was going to ask you about that wild, that Western wild card. Do you really think Arizona has a chance <laughs> to no. get in? No, they don't. They don't. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I'm like that for – that's the only team I'm like, no, absolutely not. But that's the team. You wouldn't want to watch that? I know, yeah. I mean, geez, they're you, only – I saw a game live. I saw them play the Blues two weeks ago in Arizona. And that, that game, I mean – did you want guess, to see some hockey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Blues just destroyed them. I remember that. Uh, they have, uh, they're ahead of schedule. That's good. Ekman Larson is a great leader. Uh, but no, I mean, I would trust the Blackhawks to make a run before them. I know right now it's Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado. It's all central teams, but I would say even the yep. Blackhawks are more likely. And, and and I know Edmonton's falling off. The, the rest of the conference sucks. Maybe Vancouver can make a run because Pedersen is disgusting. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's going to go for 40-plus. He could have 45 goals in his rookie year. Just uh, just ridiculous. So they got their next generational talent in Vancouver. Um, but I do I do want to give one shout-out before we wrap this up. The Blackhawks, first period overstreak. Have you been following that? <laughs> no. 17-1 and one overs in their last 18 first periods. Just incredible. You just take inc- it. I mean, you take it. <laughs> you got to it. At a certain point, you just got to take it and uh, ride it you out. You got to jump on the train. But that's, uh, yeah, they've been. I mean, the MVP race right now, I want to point out what I think it is right now. I think it's going to be Kucherov leading. I think you have a three-way race for second right now. Three guys have separated them. With apologies to uh, Nathan McKinnon, who's fallen off a little bit. Got to talk Johnny Gaudreau. Been amazing. Patrick Kane has just been an unbelievable. If the Blackhawks make the make the playoffs, the conversation cha- conversation changes. I think that's the only way he wins it. And you got to throw Ovechkin in there because he's still doing it at, after all these years, scoring all those goals. So those are my four with Kucherov in pole position right now. 
Sure, I can I can get behind that. I mean, that sounds like some sound logic to me. It's crazy though because I feel like with hockey, like we bring up basketball or even baseball, it's harder to make up ground late in the late into the game. But I feel like you know if anybody goes on a hot streak, a tear, like the year Corey Perry just put the Ducks on his back, won the MVP late. Same with the Danny Henrik Sedin MVP year. I feel like it's possible that one of these guys can just go on a tear. Kucherov's the leader right now. He's been amazing. Scored tonight in a shootout, but. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's safe at all in the NHL. No, absolutely not. Just the shame. Hey, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Tyler Sagan goes on a tear and carries the stars. Hey, that that's not a bad uh, that's not a bad uh, prediction. You know, then it gets your team uh, prediction as well. It's just a shame we can't get Connor McDavid a better situation. Just wasting him, but uh, I. Ugh, you know, it's hard. It, it's hard to not watch. Isn't it? I mean, I feel like it's the same thing every time with him. But oh well. But yeah, it's uh, Kucherov. It's like Mike Trout. It's like Mike Trout. It's just it's just happening, and no one is doing anything about it until it stops happening. Sixty-two games played, a hundred points for Kucherov. Just a remarkable year so far. Kane ninety-three, and then it's McDavid third at eighty-five. Um, yeah, oh, it was like Mike Trout. And do you think Bryce Harper, just a quick thought, is he Dodgers? Is he coming out west, or is he going to stay with the Phillies? You know, He would make so many people so mad if he went to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are trying to get him on a short-term deal because they don't want to pay big money long-term. But oh, it's going to suck to see him. Like, I'm not a big Phillies. I'm obviously Yankees, but Phillies, <laughs> mm, I, I, just, I can't stand them. Machado did uh, what I thought he would do, and just uh, I'm just going to make all this money, and uh, we'll see what we can do about winning. But I'm going to make all this money. No, that's that's all that he cared about. The, the crazy part about that was he signed the day that I left that complex that he was going to. Uh, so that would have that would have been awesome. But have been good. He, uh, we all knew he was just going to go to the the biggest bidder, and that's where he went. And I mean. The Padres have a shot at some point, just maybe not this year. <laughs> I mean, they have those top prospects, top pitching arms, and Tatis to come up and play short. Machado will play third. Him saying I'll play third is him saying, like, yeah, I don't care. You're going to pay me that much? Cool, I'll play third. <laughs> I'll sell popcorn. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joker yeah. Sally, before I let you go, one last thing. Sunday night, they honored a legend, Shane Doan, getting his number retired for the Coyotes. I don't think there's ever been a more clear face of a franchise than this guy. Someone we grew up watching. Only face. Only face of the franchise. Someone we grew up watching, (laughs) drafted by the original Jets, played 20 years in the desert, never left, never wanted to leave, through hockey in Arizona. What do you think about Shane Doan? What memories do you have of watching that guy? A guy that seems universally loved. There was nobody that said a bad thing about him that I could think of. So what are your thoughts on Shane Doan? My thoughts on the legend Shane Down. Well, I got to see, I think it was the last year he played. We were in, yeah, we, it was you, me, and no, it wasn't you. It was me with. I don't remember being there. No, you definitely were not there. <laughs> but but <laughs> we went to the, the Coyotes game, and Shane Down was playing. That was really the only reason that I wanted to go to see Shane Down. And Oliver Ekman Larson took a puck coast to coast from behind his own net and just potted it it was amazing but about Shane Doan <laughs> I mean I don't have I don't have a ton of memories on him he was a, wasn't a ranger 
but he was just so <laughs> built. I mean, the thing about him that I remember, uh, number one being, I mean, as tough as they come, hitting people, just yeah, as yeah, tough he, as they come. I, mean, he, I he used to have him. You know, he wasn't that fast out there, but he he got the job done and just rocked guys. He was the guy that I would just draft in fantasy just so I could put hits in my hits column. And the fact that he scored a ton of goals also helped a lot. He's a Western Canadian kid, grew up on a farm, said he would have probably been a rodeo clown, funny enough, or rodeo rider, if he wouldn't have gotten into hockey. So that's what the def- – you talk about the cliche, farm strong, that was Shane Doan. Uh, just a great, just a great leader. I mean, that's the the first thing I think about is, you know, it's funny. I was it was about six seven years ago. I was doing some hockey columns when I was living in St. Louis, and I wrote about who the best captains were. And this was, yeah, this was right around time twenty thirteen. And I thought he was right behind Crosby and Taves in that regard because of what he got out of his team, just the general leadership tendencies that he had. And it's crazy that I mean, there probably is no Austin Matthews in the NHL if it wasn't for Shane Doan. I think that's safe to say. I mean, you talk about growing the game in an area where, I mean, he had the impact of obviously not on the ice because no one did of a guy like Wayne Gretzky. But Gretzky comes to California, hockey rinks start up, the game becomes something as opposed to nothing. That's how it was with Shane Doan in Arizona. There was nothing beforehand, no one to latch on to until him and the Coyotes got here and he became the all-time great and somebody that, I don't know that he'll ever be passed. It would take a lot. It would take a, it would take a guy to play his whole career there and probably deliver a cup for them to pass Shane Doan on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I don't think anyone will ever be able to live up to that there. Maybe that's why they've sucked for so long because everyone's like, no, I can't live in Shane Doan's shadow. But <laughs> yeah, the story. No, but pretty much yeah. everything you said. Yeah. I remember him just nailing people. I used, we used to watch hits of him just drilling people across the ice well you know but legally <laughs> yeah of course tyson nash told the funniest story during his uh he works at the side inside the glass reporter now but he told the funniest story about Don how he was the nicest guy but he was terrible at returning compliments and he said he, he complimented him on a goal and Don was like oh well you had a nice goal too and nash is like i'm a fourth liner i never score and Don's like, oh, I mean that one. <laughs> that one in warmups is really nice. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. So, uh, but no, I mean everybody liked him. It was fun to be around, and uh, I'm all for keeping hockey in smaller markets. I hate when big TV personalities say it had to be top team or something like that. It have to be in a big city, and when the Cup Finals isn't a big city. I mean, I understand rooting for your team, but I mean, I'm hockey is hockey. If it can be played anywhere and people support it. I'm all about it, and I'm really, you know, thankful. There's guys like Shane Doan that are keeping hockey in certain parts of the country. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, he was there, and he didn't want to leave. He just wanted to thrive there, and he did. 21 years of service to the organization, 972 career points, nine playoff bursts. You can even fathom the Coyotes going to the playoffs nine times, and he went to two All Star games. So he was one of the he was one of the best players, at least as we were growing up through hockey and like, yeah, it was, it was cool to see Fitzgerald and Kurt Warner there as well, supporting him, you know, knowing him and getting to, getting to uh, be friends with him in the Phoenix area. So it was good. It was good to see. And like we said, Austin Matthews in the NHL could be one of the best American players ever. He's from Arizona. Jack Hughes, the guy getting drafted next year is from Florida. Hockey players from uh, not exactly traditional hockey markets. It's good to see 
you know, that's sprouting up. And I don't think Arizona State has a D1 team without Doan and the Coyotes being there. So just what I think. But possible. all right, it's possible. All right, Joe Kasai, this was fun. We'll be chatting again for sure. Uh, but keep your uh, chin up. Uh, you're numb to the Rangers' pain. That's good. So we, we don't have to worry about a, a breakdown. Yeah. You've already been broken. Numb to the pain. It's just like a constant tattoo. <laughs> just just a constant tattoo like you're just you're still in the chair like when is this guy going to be done yeah is this guy done yet like it's just been going on for years <laughs> it's, it's an but you don't want to rush him you want it to you want it to look good you don't want to rush him yeah they're going to be like the rebuild's over and you're going to be like and this sucks why did i get this design oh. <laughs> okay well thanks for coming on the show appreciate you breaking down trades here and uh hope to have you on soon again on the money mitch effect yeah, man, sounds good. Huge thanks again to Joe Crisali for coming on the Money Mitch Effect and breaking down all the NHL trades. We hit just about every single one of them. Excited for the final stretch run of hockey. Who's going to make their push? Will the Blue Jackets use those moves to go forward? Winnipeg and Nashville loading up. It's going to be fun. Calgary, San Jose in the West. Will the Capitals go back to back? You can probably tell that I'm excited. Thank you, everybody out there for listening as uh, we covered one of my favorite topics of the year. I hope everyone's paying attention to the sports world now. Spring training has started. Big UFC pay-per-view. John Jones defends his title as well as Tyrone Woodley. He's fighting on that card as well. Woodley, <laughs> Woodley might lose. That's going to be a tough fight for him, but we'll see what happens there. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. If you like the show, share it, subscribe. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Leave a review, a rating as well. Until next time, you can always check us out at the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page as well. I don't want to forget that. And myself on Twitter, MoneyMitchM21. Until next time, everybody out there, enjoy the sports world. We'll be talking to you again next week with some new sports topics here on the Money Mitch Effect.